Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. I'm ready to go. Here we go. The Growing in Grace podcast. Growing in Grace. .org. I'm Joel Breezeke, the Breeze Man, along with Mike Kapler. They call him The Cap. Um, and that's what, you know, I've known you as The Cap for many, 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 many years now. And that's how I was probably introduced to you. And I heard you on, I heard you on the radio. You were a radio man. And then I became a radio man working with you. And, you know, uh, during during my life, all my life, I've been called the Breeze, or Breeze Man, or Breezer because of my last name Breezeke. But my my name doesn't look like if if you would spell it out, it looks like Brew, Bruce, Brewski, or Brew Bruziki. And I've been called a lot of things, but I imagine people haven't really had that problem with your last name, <laughs> Kepler. Well, you, well, Kepler. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Um, I think it was somebody that I worked with in radio back in the eighties who came up with the cap, the cap. Yeah. I'd, I'd taken some time away from it in those early days of Christian radio and, and came back and he, I think he coined the phrase, you know, Mike Kapler, the cap is back is kind of how he, and then it, it went from there. No. And we had another Mike or Michael at the radio station. So if we were on the air together, I don't know. Cap just stuck somewhere along the way because it was easier. Yeah. Since we already had a mic. Every once in a while it was Mike and Mike, but otherwise, yeah, the the Cap and yes. Michael. Mike and Mike on the mic. Mike and Mike on the mic. You know, I think you know. Looking back, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. I sometimes wish that we would have used. Uh, you know, my, so my radio name was based upon my middle name, which is Summer S O M M E R. We called we called me Joel Summers. That was Joel Summers on KWOF. But in hindsight, I thought, yeah, maybe we could have used Breeze or, Bree, you know, something to do with that. But obviously, Breeze-a-key isn't a good radio name. It just doesn't flow um, like a, a radio name. But anyway, this is all neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> just, it's certainly not here anyway. It might be there. It's off topic. And we never want to get off topic. Well, we do, but we... <laughs> <laughs> Last week we went off topic. Oh, no, not last week. A couple, few weeks ago we just had a spontaneous conversation. But this week we're going to continue on with uh, some things that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks having to do with Gentiles. You know, is that why are you guys talking about the Gentiles for? That's kind of a boring subject. Well, I think <laughs> I hopefully we've brought out some really good things here. <laughs> and um, y- you see the word on paper. And you think Gentiles? I mean, what could you possibly bring out of that whole thing? But it, it really has to do with the gospel, with the good news, and how it got spread, and how it kind of got stifled. The gospel in those early days and years and decades, really, of the body of Christ of the church. And so I think this is some really good stuff that we're talking about. You know, we've been looking in the book of Acts. You and I, Cat, we were talking beforehand that a lot of times we will read. You know, something like the book of Acts, or even just anything that, you know, maybe Paul wrote, or even the Old Testament passages, it just seems like um, 
it's hard for us to really put ourselves in the shoes of the people and realize that these were actually happenings. These things actually happened. These were real people. These things really happened. It's like we're reading a story and you don't really necessarily, you, you read through Acts, for example, and, and you just, well, it's a, it's a night, it's a story and you don't necessarily put yourself in their shoes as if they were real people. But this all has to do with how the gospel did and, and didn't get spread initially to the Gentiles, to non-Jewish people. And so I'm having some fun talking about this stuff here on, on the Growing a Grace podcast. And hopefully uh, as we go on here, we'll continue to bring out uh, a lot of other great stuff regarding um, this gospel and how it eventually got spread to the Gentiles, but how it, at first it was kind of stifled and not really with the Jewish believers, not really thinking that the gospel was for the Gentiles. Yeah, I think, like you said, it's not so much like we look at the Bible as a fairy tale because we believe it, but like you said, it's, it's sometimes we read it more like a storybook, and we don't always relate to the reality of real-life situations and what was going on for these people back at that time. It's, it's, it's hard to relate to what life would have been like for them and, you know, the, the, the travel and, and the, just a, a variety of challenges that were going on at that time, especially considering this uh, death and resurrection of the Messiah, the risen Jesus. It was a confusing time for many. It was an exciting time for some. But there was a big transition uh, going on here, especially amongst Jewish people who for centuries had these traditions related to that first old covenant, the law that was contained within that, and the cherished heritage that they had going back to Abraham and and uh, and what happened thereafter. So what we're trying to do here, I think, is to help maybe bring the Bible to life a little bit to help us all to understand it a little bit better, these these written pages, and how it relates to the message of the true gospel of grace mm-hmm. through faith. Now, last week we were talking about Acts chapter 10, I think is where we kind of camped out, and I, I read a lot of verses that we don't usually take the time to do here on the podcast, but we kind of wanted to hit home a point. And the nutshell version on it here, is, as we just reflect back real quickly, is that uh, a number of years went by. Now, you, you can argue, if you want to, how many years went by between the resurrection of Jesus, the cross and the resurrection, and this timeline here in Acts chapter 10, where Peter was given this vision, where he was basically taught by revelation here through this vision by God. I mean, he God used the law and a, a certain thing about the law to try to get Peter to see something else that was even bigger. And that is when God gave him the vision and said, eat this stuff that would have been forbidden by the law, then Peter eventually in the next day or so through the circumstances that we went through last week in Acts chapter 10, he realized that God wasn't just talking about saying it's okay to eat some of that stuff now. He was saying that the Gentiles, who were also considered unclean, like those foods, non-Jewish people is what we're talking about when we say Gentile, outsiders, almost the rest of the entire world, probably over 99% of it, uh, Gentiles were no longer to be considered unclean as they were when the law was in effect. Well, the the point that we tried to make last week was 
that people like Peter, even though he followed Jesus, he was a disciple, he became an apostle, he walked with Jesus, he lived with Jesus, yet Peter, after all these years, and most historical timelines I've looked at would suggest in the seven to ten year range before we get to Acts chapter 10. So these number of years that went by since the resurrection, people like Peter, uh, even knowing what they know, they didn't know everything because he thought that Mosaic law, what Paul called the ministry of death and condemnation that had come to an end and been replaced by the Spirit, Peter still thought that law was still in place, and that would have been the case for most Jews. So let's let's uh, let's ask the question here, Joel. Some might say, well, why did they still think the law was in place? I'll ask a different question. Why wouldn't they think the law was still in place until the Apostle Paul, who was taught by Revelation about these things, came along, which was right around pretty close to the same time this was happening in Acts chapter 10. Um, Joel, real quick, um, I wanted to point out a couple of things that might help us answer the question I just asked. In Matthew 10:5, these 12 Jesus sent out, instructing them, go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then he gave further instructions. So there's that. Things like that. that, Hey, I'm sending you out, but stay away from the Gentiles, guys. Just go to the lost sheep of, of the house of Israel. And then we see in Matthew 15, a Gentile woman, a Canaanite from the region uh, that where Jesus was, came out and was crying and said, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, my daughter. She's severely uh, oppressed by a demon. Verse 23 of Matthew 15, he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, man, send her away. She's she's bothering us here. And Jesus answered and said, okay, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He said, it's not right for me to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs get the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And he said, oh, man, what a great answer. Your faith is great. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. So don't go to the Gentiles, guys. And then later he calls this woman a dog, which was not an uncommon thing. This dog woman. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Joel, Joel, are you familiar with the movie Christmas Vacation? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, how many times have we watched that, right? So, Eddie, the brother-in-law, he talked about his son working at the circus. He worked for the yak woman. <laughs> and he asked, you know, he asked Chevy Chase, do you know who that is? Have you ever seen her? And he says, no, no, I haven't, Eddie. <laughs> she has these horns that protrude, protrude out of her head. <laughs> Anyway, Jesus is calling this dog woman, this Gentile, he's saying, I I can't give you bread, you know, when I have, I got to give that to the, to the children here, the one I I came for, the ones I came for, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And uh, yet she gave a great answer and she still got her request answered. Right. But I, I say all that to point out that why, why would they be thinking that the law had disappeared if they hadn't received that instruction or revelation of it yet. Yeah, and that's a very good point. It kind of goes to today when people will read 
uh, I'm going to read my Bible, and they read it, and those things don't stick out to them. The fact that Jesus said, like you said in the early on in earlier on in Matthew, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. You kind of read that. You don't put yourself in their shoes again to what Jesus was saying and who he was talking to. Because for one thing, the word Gentile today, a lot of people think that that's referring simply to unbelievers when that's not what the word means. You know, the word Gentile is somebody who is, long story short, in a non-Jew, a non-Jewish person, a non-covenant person, one who was not of the, of, of the house of Israel. And Jesus said, do not go their way. And then like you said with this, uh, the woman, she was a Gentile, and he's like, no, this what, what I have is not for you. Yeah, but, and then, oh, okay, I see you have faith. Um, and so you see something forming here, something that had been foretold in these Old Testament scriptures. It, it had been revealed there that this thing would not be just for the Jews, but it would go to the Gentiles too. But I think even a lot of Jews didn't quite see that or believe it or understand it. And so when Jesus was telling his disciples, don't go the way of the Gentiles, I've only come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Okay, yes, we get that. We understand that. Okay, this isn't for the Gentiles. At least that was their mindset. This is for Jewish people only. If you look in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Jesus and his teaching of the disciples, there's not like a clear gospel message like what Paul gave many years later. So the gospel was revealed supernaturally to Paul, you know, from God himself. And Paul, in Romans and in Galatians and in various places, you can see a clear explanation of of what the gospel is having nothing to do with the law. You don't really see Jesus saying the gospel is salvation by grace through faith apart from the law. You just don't see that. But you see see hints of it beforehand. We are talking about this... um, in Matthew 22, the parable of the of the wedding, some people, uh, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son. Invitations were sent out, but the people who received the invitations didn't want to come. And in fact, they, they seized the, the guy's servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. And so the king was furious. He sent out armies, destroyed those murderers. This is Matthew 22. Um, he said to his servant, uh, the wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore, go into the highways and find as many as you can and, and invite them to the wedding. And so the servants went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good. I always find that intriguing. Uh, and th- the wedding hall was filled with guests. And that's a, that's a little hint there. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is like this. That's a little hint that it's not going to be you know, the people who were invited— in this case, it's the Jewish people, the people of Israel. They rejected the Messiah. And so the king, you know, God said, this is going to be for everybody then. Uh, God had already foretold all this. He had already planned all this. It was always going to be this way. But the Jewish people didn't understand it. And so in this, in what, what Jesus is saying here, you can see a glimpse of how this was going to go, not just to the Jews, but to people out there who were out there, who were maybe far off, who hadn't been initially, quote, invited to the wedding. It was now the invitation was going out to them. But some of the Jewish people, even these disciples, even these early apostles, Jewish apostles, would not have had an explanation that it's by grace through faith apart from the law. The law has nothing to do with salvation. 
even with what I just read there from Matthew 22, you don't see the law disappearing from the equation. You don't see it, even though we know now, looking at Paul's epistles, you know now that the law and works have nothing to do with salvation. So your question, why wouldn't these early apostles uh, think that the law was still in place? It's a good question, because they probably had not much of a clue not much of an understanding that the law was not in place. They, they thought the law was in place, and now we've got this Messiah. And so it's a, it's a wonderful thing. Yes, uh, you know, the law is the law. You know, why would the law be, go away? They wouldn't think about that. They wouldn't think in those terms necessarily. And so they would think that now, now we have the law plus the Messiah. And so in those early days of the church, as we read through Acts, if you read with that mindset that they didn't necessarily understand that the law was no longer in place, was no longer a thing as far as salvation went and for any purpose, you can understand maybe why. And, and, and again, they hadn't received a clear explanation that the Gentiles were now a part of this. If you read Acts and other epistles and, and think with that in mind, maybe a clearer picture will form and you can understand why it was so hard in those early days, years and decades for them to under, to, to accept uh, and to realize that Gentiles were now included. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing. And, um, as we wrap up the program for this week, keeping in mind now, so from the time that G, even with Peter's speech, even with all the things that were in the Old Testament, the old Holy Scriptures, the Jewish Scriptures, especially, not limited to, but especially in the book of Isaiah, looking ahead to this covenant and pointing out that Gentiles would also receive this light of salvation. It's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a confusing thing for, for people to wrap their minds around when it came to the Jewish people and how the law still played into this thing somehow with salvation. So it was a tricky thing because we see pretty much from the book of Acts from the time that people had the Holy Spirit poured out on them in Acts chapter 2 up until here in Acts chapter 10, any sharing of the gospel was from Jews to other Jews until this revelation that Peter received. And he was still working through it. Acts 10, 35. Uh, let me start with 34. Peter opened his mouth and said to Cornelius and those who were around him, the Gentiles and the Jews who were with them, he said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is, is accepted by him. You pointed this out before, Joel. That statement in Acts 10, 35, that's not what Paul said. Right. Paul said it was not by works of righteousness, which we have done. So there's a learning process for every human being. There's nothing wrong with that. I think sometimes, you know, we tend to put certain people on pedestals and we just think that they're flawless and they knew everything. And that wasn't the case with these guys. God worked through them, yes, but God can work through you too. And yes, there were fantastic things that were happening back in those days with God moving through people with signs and wonders. But that doesn't mean that they weren't human and that they still weren't learning and growing in their knowledge of the truth. Yep, and there's more to say about that because we talk about Peter's evolution in understanding things and even when he did come to a more clear understanding of the gospel and how the Gentiles were included, others called him out. (laughs) So other Jewish believers began calling Peter out for eating with those dirty Gentiles. So it wasn't all just fine and perfect once Peter got his revelation. A learning process continued for the rest of the Jews. 
And we'll talk more about that next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.